welcome to the Baptist Broadcast. Thank you for tuning in. Spotify, Anchor.fm, Apple iTunes. You can reach this podcast through all of those means. Um, and if you are watching through YouTube, please, before it's too late, click the subscribe button. Hurry up, do it. Click the subscribe button. Hurry, it's too late. Oh, you missed the opportunity. Nope, for real though, click the subscribe button and the bell for continued notifications. I would really appreciate that. Don't forget to visit joshsummer.substack.com. That is a way to support this content in the case that you opt for a paid subscription and you will get content that not everyone else gets. So there, there are perks for subscribing in that way. There's also a free option. And uh, you'll get uh, newsletters, you'll get blog posts and things like that sent straight to your to your email inbox. So there's still a, a perk to subscribing, even if you opt the free version of that. Colossians 2 tells us, and specifically Colossians 2, 1 through 10, For I want you to know what a great conflict I have for you and those in Laodicea, Paul says, And for as many as have not seen my face in the flesh, that their hearts may be encouraged, being knit together in love, and attaining to all riches of the full assurance of understanding, to the knowledge of the mystery of God, both of the Father and of Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Okay, so what Paul just described there is philosophy. Uh, Wisdom and knowledge taken together would have been considered in the first century philosophy, uh, identical with it. Um, synonymous with it. Now, what Paul goes on to say is often used as a reason to to jettison the concept of philosophy altogether or, or to take the concept of philosophy and oppose it to theology. So let's keep reading. Verse 4, Now this I say, lest anyone should deceive you with persuasive words. So that's contextual, all right? So can keep that in mind. Persuasive words being used to deceive For though I am absent in the flesh, yet I am with you in spirit, rejoicing to see your good order and the steadfastness of your faith in Christ. As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith as you have been taught, abounding in it with thanksgiving. Beware lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit, according to the tradition of men, according to the basic principles of the world, and not according to Christ. For in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and you are complete in him, who is the head of all principality and power. This idea of cheating, getting cheated, you know, it's a sulagogeo. Um, it's like to carry off a booty. It's like uh, getting robbed, as it were, uh, getting getting stolen from. Uh, encountering a thief, if you will. Um, now, now, we have to pay careful attention to the words. Paul has already affirmed a philosophy, conceptually. Wisdom and knowledge in Christ. Those are treasures that we ought to desire, and we ought to desire them in Christ and in Christ alone. Persuasive words can be deceitful. And people, the reality of the situation is that people are using persuasive words to deceive Paul's audience. That's verse 4. And then in verse 8, he issues another warning 
This time, he's not using the term persuasive words, but he's using philosophy and empty deceit. And I have reason to believe that he's actually equating those two things. Now, here's where we really have to pay attention, because what Paul goes on to say, he says, according to, this is philosophy and empty deceit, not just, not just philosophy in general, not just philosophy in toto, but philosophy and empty deceit according to the tradition of men, according to the basic principles of the world, and not according to Christ. For in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and you are complete in him who is the head of all principality and power. So what's going on in this text is this. It's not a... Uh, a, a, a condemnation of philosophy in general. It's a condemnation of philosophy, follow the words, according to the tradition of men. What if there's a philosophy according to the revelation of God, right? Uh, if there's a philosophy of, according to the revelation of God, which is what Paul's getting at here in the first sec in this first section of, of Colossians 2, then that philosophy is good and true philosophy and ought to be desired and pursued and known and everything else. All right, so uh, the, the difference here is not between theology and philosophy, philosophy being bad and undesirable, theology being good and desirable. That's not the difference that's being pointed at here. The difference is actually between two opposing philosophies, a philosophy that's according to the tradition of men, according to the basic principles of the world, and not according to Christ. The very sentence that we encounter in verse 8 assumes that there's a philosophy according to the world and a philosophy according to God in Christ. All right? And that is the philosophy that we ought to pursue. This is not a, 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 a condemnation of philosophy in general. This is a notation of a have an opposition between two competing philosophies, one according to the world, one according to Christ. This is a very important distinction to make because uh, when, when, when people take philosophy as a general concept and they say, well, no, philosophy is bad. We can't do philosophy. It's only theology. And by the way, theology only comes through the scriptures. All right. It only comes through the scriptures. There are no first principles. There are no assumptions that need to be made prior to that point. We just assume the scriptures. Um, not only is that covering up a bunch of assumptions that you actually are making when you come to the text of scripture, inevitably so, for better or worse, but it is denying the tools that you necessarily must have in order to approach the scriptures in an orderly, correct fashion, in order to do theology correctly and orderly. Um, and these are just natural tools. These are tools that come through natural revelation, right? So when you take that and you say, no, none of that, because all that's philosophy, we just have theology, right? We, ju we just have theology. What you're doing is you're, is you're taking, you're, you're ripping apart reality in the sense that you are, you're getting inside of the programming of reality. You're deleting code. And so the user interface is going to look bad. It's going to be corrupt. It's not going to function the way it's supposed to function. Um, and so we need to be careful to realize that there's a, there's a philosophy according to God, that's true philosophy, and then there's a philosophy according to men, which is false philosophy. It's, it's bad philosophy 
uh, it's philosophy that uh, should be rejected and 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 um, and uh, and and uh, engaged and um, polemically engaged even and taken down and, and answered right so um, we have we have you know authors and teachers and professors and all of this who who are teaching that we need to jettison philosophy altogether in favor of theology but let me let me um let me just note something historically that philosophy has always been seen or understood as a handmaiden, a helpful tool to be utilized in our knowledge or our knowing of theology. And so in that sense, it's subject to theology, right? But it's also an instrument that we use to make distinctions. It's an instrument that we use to um, to improve the way in which we think and talk about theology, right? So um, philosophy is useful. It's an instrument in the scheme of theology, right? In the scheme of doing theology. It's subject to theology. It's not, it's not over theology. It's not determinative of theology, but it's an instrument to explore theology with. So it's, understand, it's, it, it's historically been understood to be a handmaiden. The other thing is, is that in terms of theology, Philosophy has been, though philosophy can be used more broadly and and uh, um, and and more expansively than this, philosophy has roughly been understood to be a synonym for natural theology. So natural theology and philosophy have been roughly uh, uh, identified in the theological literature of the Reformation and the Post-Reformation uh, of the 17th century. And so I think that's very important to understand that when theologians back then were talking about the light of nature, right? They're not only talking about natural revelation, but they're also assuming our knowledge of it, namely a natural knowledge, a uh, a, a, a a a a natural theology, uh, a natural philosophy as it relates to God. Um, that that we know beforehand, right? That we know, and 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 because we know it, we're left without excuse, um, according to uh, according to Romans one. And, and it also contextualizes, as it were, Scripture in terms of our knowing. Scripture doesn't depend on it. Scripture doesn't, isn't caused by it, doesn't emerge out of it, can't be known by it uh, alone, right? Uh, we can't come to a knowledge of redemption through just natural theology uh, itself. We need the Scriptures, right? So, um, but natural theology also contains first principles, laws of logic, uh, ethics, who God is. Uh, in his goodness, his, his knowledge, his wisdom, his power, those things are known through creation, and they're known before we even come to the scriptures, and so they function as helpful tools in, under, in our understanding of the Bible and what it has to say. So guys, if this was helpful, I hope it was. I hope a, a little bit of interaction here with Colossians 2 is helpful to point out that there, there is no juxtaposition uh, between theology and philosophy, true theology and true philosophy. Uh, there is uh, mutual relation and uh, cohesiveness and um, and coexistence between those two things. And uh, theology is queen, and then philosophy is a handmaiden, a helpful instrumental uh, resource that we use to to know theology and speak theology and think about theology. So God bless you guys. Hit the subscribe button. Click the bell for continued notifications. Don't forget to visit the newsletter, joshsummer.substack.com.